Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today I'm in studio with Aiden Bissett. Aiden was a guest on the show back in May of 2021, and he was actually the first artist that we interviewed when we signed to Big Night. At just 19, he has been crushing it. He recently just came off a sold-out tour with Claire Rosencrantz. He's currently on tour with pop legend Lauv, and in November, he heads out with the greeting committee. Since we last spoke, his track More Than Friends blew up on TikTok, and get this, it has amassed over 1 billion views on the platform. With a new single, 20-something, alluding to a more rock-inspired sound, I'm so excited to catch up with Aiden and see how he's doing. But before we get Aiden in studio, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill. First, I'll tell you Aiden Bissett's face can be seen on the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now, and his track 20-something is streaming at the top spot. While you're checking things out, feel free to go ahead and rate Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you listen. I know it's corny to ask, but the more five stars we get, the higher the chance our episodes get front-paged or playlisted, which means more exposure for the acts that we have on the show. And finally, I got some free stuff courtesy of BeatStars. BeatStars is the world's number one digital music marketplace that allows music creators to sell their products worldwide. From beats, loops, and sound kits to vocals, lyrics, graphic design, and video editing, dozens of top charting songs from the past few years were made on BeatStars or created by BeatStars producers, including the literal longest number one song ever, Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. So whether you're an independent artist, singer, songwriter, rapper, A&R, or label, there are millions of beats available to you on BeatStars. You can also distribute your music through BeatStars, making this a great all-in-one platform. BeatStars is free to use for beginners, but you know BeatStars is hooking our listeners up because Music You're Missing listeners can get a free one-month premium subscription to open their own virtual music store by going to BeatStars.com MYM and using the code MYMFREE. Again, that's BeatStars.com slash MYM, and the code is MYM free. You can also find the link in our Instagram bio. Just search Music You're Missing. And now, without further ado, I'm so happy to bring you Aiden Bissett live from the Music You're Missing studio. We are joined with Aiden Bissett. How's it going, dude? Great, man. I'm on the road, so that's like the best thing ever. I know, because we've chatted before, and you were you were not on the road. You actually had never been on the road last time we chatted. No, I feel like the last time... I was I was definitely still in Florida. I think the last time yeah. we chatted, I was still like, was I? F- I had to have been finishing high school. I don't even think I had left. No, you were. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah, so I was in high school. Wow, damn, a lot has changed. <laughs> <laughs> what comes to mind like immediately when you think about that? Like, what has changed? Um, I mean, musically, a lot has changed. Um, style has changed. I mean, I've, I have more experience on the road. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. I guess that I was, I like that I wanted to do I've at least taken a step in that direction I feel like so that's huge to even be able to say that it's awesome yeah so you're in school still though right technically (laughs) (laughs) Mm, yeah I mean I I, I technically attend um USC yeah in the music program there but um, it's a good school very great school very thank you God (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, yeah, no, I, I took online classes for one semester, 
because they offer on, online classes because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that while I went on the first tour that I did with Claire. And uh, it was great. It was fine. But then now for this next year, they're getting rid of like all online classes. They're going full back in person. Oh, So they were like, when I had these tour opportunities come up, I was like, hey, I have these tour opportunities. Can I do online classes? They're like, nope, you got to choose. No way. And I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to say. I feel like it's an easy right choice now. for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, they're just like a very, the way that their music program works, which makes sense. And it's, and it's why it's such a good music program yeah. is the class that you're with in that program is super tight knit. And if you miss out, like if you're not going, you're kind of like losing out on uh, like they call them cohorts. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're missing out on that group, the group work and like all of that and getting better together. And they, and they pride themselves in like doing things together. That makes sense. And you don't want to fall behind. Plus I feel like that's just a lot of stress for you if you're actually on the road. I mean, cause now you're, you're not just like doing little gigs. You're on the road. Like you had a sold out tour with Claire Rosencrantz and now you're on the tour with Lauv. How has that adjustment to tour life been? Is it everything you thought it would be? Um, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought tour was going to be. I've always been like, like into performing. I've loved the idea of performing and, and getting into like being on stage and what that would be like. So the Claire tour was such a great like entry point for that mm -hmm. one because her team is great and she's incredible. Um, but the venues were like the perfect like gateway. They were like, the, you know, the, the definitely more like intimate. Yeah. The more intimate standard venues, um, and it gave me a chance to like figure out what I like and what I don't like on stage. And um, it was just like a great learning point for me. This is a little bit different though. The loud tour is a little bit there. You're playing pavilions and like palladiums. Yeah. How, what's that like? Do we like playing to intimate crowds or do we like the bigger crowds more? Or is it just so different? Yeah, I think it kind of depends. I mean, the situation is a little bit different because I was direct support for Claire. And mm -hmm. for this tour, I am one of three. Yeah. So... It is more of a challenge when it comes to winning over a crowd because most people don't know who you are, which is yeah. totally fine by me. Like I don't expect people to know who I am. Um, but it's a different dynamic when performing because you only have around 20 minutes to put on a show that hopefully turns some heads. Yeah. You know? With the Claire tour, we have a lot of like overlapping fans. So it was, it felt less like me just opening and not, you know, people not knowing who, who I was, but they also kind of like knew the stuff. Um, this is more of like convincing people that you should have a place in the music space. Yeah. You know, that you're not just some like random opener. Do you like that? Like, is that a fun challenge? I personally do because it's like, it, it, there's some nights that are tough that are yeah. difficult. Um, but there's other nights where, you perform and you can see it on their faces. Like we, when we performed in Toronto, we, um, since it was outside, there was daylight. So we could see everybody's faces, which was like really cool. And as soon as we started playing, you could see like a bunch of people's faces like lit up. You're like, Oh my God, this isn't a horrible, <laughs> this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't like a bad opener. Um, and that's honestly the best, like yeah. feeding off that is awesome. Cause you're like, Oh, I've got them. I've got them. Just keep doing this. Um, which is nice. But it, it's 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 a different feeling in both. I mean, it is really nice to like be in front of a crowd who really understands your music and stuff. But it's fun to like have to win over a crowd. Yeah, I can see that. I've, I remember I was talking to this artist Stephen Day, and he said something similar. He also mentioned like there are some nights where like people just don't give a shit about him, and that's just part of like the growth that it is to get 
I mean, and, and that's okay. Like you want to connect with the right people. You don't want yeah. everyone just to like your music. I mean, you do, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's great when they like actually kind of vibe with the like what the overarching Aiden Bissett brand. Yeah. No, so that's dope. I agree. You mentioned earlier off off camera, um, you kind of dig into your alter ego on stage. What does that mean? Who is Aiden Bissett on stage <laughs> versus uh, in this chair right now? Yeah. I mean, we were talking off camera. I'm, I'm dressed in a grout fit right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like on socials and stuff, like I'm wearing like these crazy outfits and like, yeah. you know, it's much more like in your face a little bit, like not in a bad way, but like it's a little bit more in your face than wearing a tracksuit uh, <laughs> that we've been wearing for three days in a van. But yeah, I'm definitely a little bit more introverted. I feel like in like the real world. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just lean into that. I, I like watching movies, playing video games. Um, but when I get on stage, I don't know, it's just something like clicks. It's just like, I can be somebody else because nobody knows who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like this past tour and just like everything we've been doing recently on this like new project and stuff is like this specifically with style. Like it's all elevated. Like mm -hmm. we've had I noticed that by the way, yeah. I, I want to talk about that too, but sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, everything is like, we've, done done so much work and taking so much time into developing like a style and mm -hmm. what style is like direction I want to go and planning out outfits and like making sure the outfits fit like it is like very meticulously planned um, which I'm super appreciative of that everybody who's taking the time to do it with me um, it just like it adds a whole nother level to artistry because like I one of the things that I did differently on the Claire tour was I just wore like normal clothes yeah which is like fine yeah like it's not <laughs> it's not bad but what I've noticed is like there's something so much different when we come out on stage and I'm wearing like something super crazy or like crop tops or like whatever um, or leather That's pants. That's so cool. Yeah, like people like t have legitimately taken notice to it and they're like, yo, what the hell, dude? Like this is like, this is sick. I've never, yeah. I didn't know you, you were gonna do this. Like I love where this is going and um, it's kind of fun to just like see where, like what people, how people were gonna react. Yeah. Um, even with like, some of it's kind of outlandish. Like some of it's like really <laughs> out there and we're just like, yeah, we're just doing it. We're going for it. Um, but people really liked it. So, yeah. So that's interesting. I actually never even thought that it could impact your performance, but I, I mean, aesthetics really do kind of like convey a, a lot of like energy or whatever. That sounded like such a hippie sentence, no, but they really yeah. do. Um, I did notice your style, dude, you rock some, some sick fits, but they're so they're not over the top. I feel like they're very like, what I would imagine is you and yeah. they seem very organic. Have you always kind of been comfortable like expressing yourself through style? Cause I feel like as a dude, it's kind of hard to feel comfy doing that. Cause yeah. you are subject to a lot of ridicule. Yeah. I feel like it like a year and a half ago, back when I was in my room in high school, maybe I wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> because I was finishing high school. And Didn't everyone, you go to like an all, all, all guys, guys high school? school. Yeah, like they would have been they would hard. <laughs> they would have told me to shreds, bro. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think um, that having that sort of style is like, or, or like it took a second for me. Like I, I remember we did like the first fitting and I was kind of like, Shaden was there. He was there. He was, he was my <laughs> videographer in the back. Um, he was, he could, he could see my face and we're like putting on really tight clothes and like crop tops and stuff. And I'm just like, bro, what the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't know. And and the girl that I was working with, I work with two people, Anita and, and two friends, Anita and Jules. And 
both incredible stylists were like, no, just trust, like trust us. Like it's gonna be sick. And we ended up doing like a video shoot for the upcoming EP where we did like a video for each song and each song has a different like crazy outfit. Cool. And they were right. Cause the videos <laughs> look so good with those outfits. Um, and once I did that, like once I saw it on camera, I was like, it makes sense now. Cause you know, when you're on stage, people have their phones out and mm -hmm. always taking videos. And if you like, if you have somebody who, who takes a video and posts on their story and another person sees their story and I was like, Oh damn, who's that? Like what? Who's that the card again? Even <laughs> if it's like, it's just his fit. Like it's yeah. his outfit. It's really cool. Like you win, you've done your job. True. You know? So it's a whole nother level that a lot of people forget about. I feel like that's really important. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. Cause that is your job to win people over, especially when you are support for tour. Yeah. I want to talk about your tour right now with Lauv. Have we been able to like connect with him? Has he been able to like teach you anything? Yeah. Ari's been like genuinely <laughs> first name. Oh, drop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he really, even like everyone on that whole team, they're yeah. so incredibly welcoming and so nice. And Haley as well, um, has been just amazing. That's such um, a stacked lineup. I know. Like, and it's, I mean, Haley is such an incredible artist, you know, on her own and she's done headlines as well. And, um, I literally saw she was like the special guest for Taylor Swift when Taylor Swift was in town. So yeah. like, <laughs> I saw her in front of 60,000 other people. Yeah, like she's like definitely she's the real deal. Crazy experience. And same with art. Like they art. He opened up for Ed Sheeran. Yeah. At point. You know, they both have insane experience and just to be able to like watch how they perform. They're very professional yeah. and they know they have clear vision of what they want. And, um, seeing that is like, for me is very inspiring because you know, you want to be able to put on a good show, and especially for Ari, like he, he performs for an hour and 45 minutes a night, like to have stamina for that and like not seem tired and to put on a good show three nights in a row. You do, that's the, I think they're doing it three nights break, three nights break, three nights. So they're doing like, that's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of cardio and same with Haley too. I mean, she's doing like a 45 minute set. That's still a long set just to be able to do that and to have a smile on your face, on their face every single day. I have not heard one complaint from either one of them. They're both just very appreciative. I worked with Lauv, Ari, if yeah. you will, backstage one time. Um, and my the only request he had was just a cup of tea. He was also very easy backstage. Yeah, they're both <laughs> like not, they're not the type of people that'd be like, I want green Skittles in my rider <laughs> and that's it. You know, they're both very easygoing people and both genuinely very talented. The fact that they've just like taken the time, both of them, to make me and, and my whole team like, feel a part of the family like we went bowling the other night they didn't have to do that no that's awesome you know um it's just been a, it's been a great experience it really has yeah it seems like you're in good company and it, it's a good time for you in your career as you continue to grow uh last time we chatted more than friends was kind of having a moment but then it actually ended up having more <laughs> of a moment yeah. it had over a billion views on tiktok yeah, yeah. that's kind of wild how is that? Because that's like a people listening to you in a totally different way than like traditional people aren't just listening to your music. Now they're like creating content with it. Yeah. How's that been? Yeah. I mean, TikTok is such an interesting place because I mean, it's like done. It's kind of, it's changed the way that, you know, people view and listen to music. Um, and it definitely helped me. Obviously <laughs> I would not be where I am without it. Um, so just seeing like being able to see people, make direct like content like yeah. to what you're putting out is really cool. Like not, it, it was different. Like back then when it was like CDs or stuff, it's not like you're seeing your, your content all the time. You could hear it on the radio or something, but with TikTok or, or Instagram, whatever it is, 
you can constantly be hearing your song all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just constantly out there, which is a really cool aspect of apps like that. Um, and when it started happening, I mean, like I saw, I was still a senior in high school and like everyone in Tampa was like, yo, what the hell, dude? What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I have no clue. I'm just riding with it. Um, but it, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it's still an amazing moment. It's still doing amazing and, and it's propelling everything else, which, yeah. is, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and like you said too, you're also seeing the people who connect with it, which is kind of wild because yeah. you never had that before. I think the the thing I liked about it is there wasn't necessarily like a trend. Yeah, people just kind of took it as they and and got creative with it. So right. it kind of it, there's a whole lot of content with this track behind it. I think that's kind of sick. Yeah, I, I personally prefer that than having like a trend i think it's yeah. cooler if you like people just like make whatever they want with it like whatever however they the song makes them feel they kind of like take it yeah let's let's talk about the music 20 something 20 something i worked with group love oh sick yeah they ryan rabin and their and ben Berger. they are a pre- production duo now but ryan was the drummer of group love and ben was in the crew and um, Andrew West, the lead, the lead guitarist, also helped on that track as well. He came in for one of the days. But yeah, working with them has been like insane. Like they're Chase. Chase is a mentor for me. He's just obviously incredibly talented. And same with the Captain Cuts guys, Ryan and Ben. Like they just both, all of them have so much experience mm-hmm. um, from writing pop songs to alternative songs to touring, like everything. They, they've done it all. Um, and they all have like kind of clear vision when working too. So it's really nice to like be in a room and um, they're really good at working out problems. You know, if we can't figure out a melody, they'll keep going and we'll eventually figure it out. It's not, there's like a lot of times where you're working and you know, you don't necessarily find the melody, you don't necessarily, whatever it is. Um, But they're, all three of them are just very good at troubleshooting um, to get the vision across, which is really cool. I think this track's so fun. I think it's like, it seems like pretty, a, a bit more mature than some of your other things. Like you're coming more into who you are now that you're obviously growing up um, and still releasing music. Is this kind of indicative of what we're going to see in future releases? Yeah, I feel like that is definitely, th- that route is kind of where I'm, headed I feel like a little bit there's still like a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. Um, it's not necessarily just that um the next single I is is also done with the cuts guys Ryan and Ben and it's got a ton of strokes like inspiration behind it super fun um it's we've been performing on tour actually nice and people are like, that's my favorite song of the set. And I'm like, great. It's not even out yet. That's perfect. I love that. (laughs) I know. Have you ever like had the opportunity to tease new music before? Like, or is this I mean, I, I always time. feel like I put songs out on the internet and just like see if something grabs, but this is one of the first times besides I kind of did it with 20 something too, but I've got to like just perform it on tour and see if people like it. Yeah. And for some reason, something about this new song coming out, people just like, they just love it. Like every time it comes That's out. That's so sick. That must um, be really validating. Yeah. It feels really good. So I'm very excited for it, but everything on the EP coming out is like, there's the song I did with Chase is kind of like my older stuff, like mm-hmm. more indie pop type um very synthy like it's super cool i'm very excited for that song and then i did a song with this guy andrew wells um who does a lot of like franz ferdinand stuff and the vaccines and that's more like two-door cinema club cool you know and that kind of i like early 2000s um and then i actually have a ballad on this 
Jeezo, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, what's this? What is the content of this ballad? What, oh, are, we, what are we discussing? Well, if you want to go there, no, I will. It, it's well, it's about a girl, obviously. And the whole thing is about a girl. <laughs> the whole EP is about a girl. Is it about one girl? Yeah, it's about one girl. Okay. Um, she knows she is, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's about one girl and like the experience of like, not necessarily about her, but how the little thing that we had made me realize why I not like a lot of my relationships kind of ended in like a crash and burn. Like it's mm -hmm. never, it's not always the best or there's like really short ones and it just never, it can never like go out long enough. And this one made me realize like I was just. I'm always focused on the other person and like, are you doing okay? Are you fine? Like I never asked myself that question. How are you feeling? Um, and that song, the ballad specifically is about like that, like the realization wow. of like understanding that, um, that's probably not the most healthy thing. Yeah. Um, and the way we structured it is like super cool. Um, it's, when I when we started writing it, I focused like a lot on production because I wanted to. Now the words are beautiful too, so that aside. <laughs> but the production is really cool. Um, I wanted to make a song that if you took the words out, you could still understand the meaning. Okay. Behind the music, so um, there's parts in it that are extremely quiet, and then it goes to just so many instruments playing at once to like to. Uh, showcase like what it feels like in your head when you're going through a, a breakup or whatever it is. Like, it's just like constant sound and pounding and then it's quiet and then it's constant sound and pounding. And it's quiet. Like the back and forth mm -hmm. battle in your own head, like the internal battle. Um, and I also never worked with strings before and we organized strings in that song. It's beautiful. I'm like violin. Yeah. Violoncello, wow. like all that stuff. Like, really cool stuff this is like a full ass ballad oh yeah it's it's like it's it's gonna be like i don't think people are gonna expect it which is good <laughs> but i wanted to make sure when i when i did put out a ballad it was something that i was really proud of and something that would be like people be like he can do this too like, mm -hmm. he's not he's not just you know tied to super upbeat happy songs yeah. or songs he can do the sad stuff as you well. you have to tap into like another part of your voice for that i imagine oh yeah it's it's not it's when playing that song for friends and stuff, they're like, I didn't even know you could, didn't even know you could do that. Did dude. you know that you could no, do that? I, didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> like we, I remember coming in and recording that song and I was like very emotional that those, that like week when we were recording yeah. and the producer, his name's Aaron, he was by A-pop. He was like, he's like, dude, just like tap into it. Like, like, like you can sound emotional. Like you don't have to like be all happy all the time. You can sound quiet. Like you can mm -hmm. you can sound like you're barely singing. And I was like, okay. And when we did, and it sounds, the vocals are so dry. Like it's such an intimate song, which is really cool. It's very different from what I've been doing. Damn, I'm really excited to hear that. Yeah. I mean, also good for you for being able to channel that into music and not just kind of let that negative experience. <laughs> yeah, I guess down. something good came out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So uh, it felt it felt good when we finally hit it because I was I was very hard on myself when it come to ballads because I was I just wanted to make sure that the one that I put out was worth putting out. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, damn. I mean, clearly you're busy. You're on tour. You got new music coming up. You have another tour kicking off, kicking off in November with the Greeting Committee. What else can we see in the future? Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, just like I stress being on the road, like I, I 
think that's the best way to build a fan base and yeah. to be connected to people listening to your music is to go see them in person. Yeah. Um, so touring as much as possible. Hopefully after the grading committee, another one will come along and that'll be in the spring, but we'll see. Maybe a headlining tour. Headline right? maybe as well. <laughs> I, I'm, if all goes well, there, I, I'm hoping for a headline in, uh, in the summer or fall. That'd be year. so fun. Um, which I would be really excited for, but taking the baby steps, I really don't want to skip steps to get there. And I want mm -hmm. people, I want to make sure that, you know, if I am doing smaller venues, I can sell out the smaller venues. You know, it's important that, you know, you take the time to get there. Well, hell yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think I only have one more question and it's, do you want to play some Nintendo 64? I would love to play. Some <laughs> <Nintendo 64. laughs> All right. Perfect.